Good morning, everyone. Good morning. This morning, it is my distinct privilege and honor to get this opportunity to speak to you on goodness. Goodness being a topic that is very, very dear to my heart. And the reason why I love goodness as a topic is because God has been good to me. God has been good to my family. And so this morning, I would like to ask my newest granddaughter, Lucy, to read the scripture this morning from Philippians 2, verses 1 to 11, before I start. Okay. Um, your life in Christ makes you strong and his love comforts you. You have fellowship with the spirit. Okay. Philippians 2. You have to take your scripture off, mommy. You have to stop sharing. Stop sharing. Okay. Okay, let me start again. Your life in Christ makes you strong and his love comforts you. You have fellowship with the spirit and you have you have kindness and compassion for one another. I adjure then to make me completely happy by having the same thoughts, sharing the same love and begin, begin one in soul and mind. Don't, do not be anything from selfish ambition or from a cheap desire to boost, but be humble towards one another. Always consider other, others than yourself and look out for one another's interests, not just for you, your own. The altitude, the altitude you should have is the one that Christ Jesus had. He always had the nature of God, but he did not think that by force he should try to remain equal with God. Instead of these, of, instead of these, of his own free, with he gave up all he had and took the nature of a servant. He became like a human being and a appeared in human likeness he was humble and walked the path of obedience all the way to death is dead dead on the cross for his reason god raised him to the highest place above and gave him the name that is greater than any other name and so in honor of the name of jesus all begin all begin all beings in heaven and on earth and in the world below will fall on their knees and all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you. 
as I said before this morning, I would just want to join in the welcome and welcome you all this morning. Thanks again, Lucy. This morning, um, I just want to speak to us, as I said before, on a topic that is very dear to my heart, goodness, goodness of God. But a little twist today, goodness with a servant's heart, goodness from a servant's heart. Goodness is the character of the fruit. It is a character of the fruit of the spirit. My name is Rifa Lewin, and believe you me, it is my distinct privilege to get to speak with you this morning. And so this morning, from the scripture that Lucy read, I have highlighted a few verses for emphasis. Verses three, five, six, and seven, but from other versions for emphasis. Verse three says, do nothing from selfish ambition or vain conceit, but with humility, consider others more significant than yourselves. Verse five, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. Who being in his very nature God, did not consider himself equality with God, something to be used for his own advantage, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being made in the likeness of men. Close attention, your attitude and my attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I have a question for you. And the question is, what is goodness? Goodness is a moral excellence of character. Goodness can be defined as an effortless action by someone seeking to bring about change in the lives of others. These acts of goodness should, number one, please God, should carry out God's will as a priority, would enable us to love others as we are loved. And I'm sure you're asking me if goodness is attainable. I've heard the look up goodness a lot over many, um, many other writings and illustrations. And goodness is an active, positive quality manifested in helpful deeds. Goodness should also reflect the intrinsic values of love, truth, inner beauty, 
courage, patience, fostering the obedience to carry out God's will through the prompting of the Holy Spirit for the benefit of others. The qualifier there is for the benefit of others. God is the original, the originator of goodness. John the Apostle, in his writings in chapter 3, verses 16, reminds us that God so loved the world that he gave. And so it is our duty to love and give as Christ did. But my idea of a godly character formation begins at salvation. And so act of goodness should show selflessness, requires honesty. And for acts of goodness to be genuine, one should be trustworthy and dependable. So, is goodness attainable? You might ask me, is it? It is my hope that by the end of this talk today, you can agree with me, goodness is attainable. I believe goodness is attainable. Goodness requires the willingness to practice godliness from a holy place, purity of heart. Goodness is only possible by God's grace and mercy through us. Goodness, when we think of goodness, we as Christians, we embrace the main teachings of Jesus Christ. In the books of John, in verse 13 and 34, John writes, love God, love your neighbor as yourself, and so we forgive others. But our pastor Ava did a teaching or did a Bible study a while back and brought everything into perspective for me. John 15 and verse 12 reminds us to love one another as Christ loved us. That was a real eye-opener for me. Through those scriptures, when I drew the parallel, loving my neighbor was a little difficult for me. And so, when I got the revelation, John 15 and verse 12, goodness is something, as I told you before, is very active in my life. God has been good to me. God has been good to my family. God has been good to my friends. God has been good to me. Every step I took in my life, God was with me. Every step. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. 
Through the twists and turns, God was merciful. So looking back on my life, I realized all the things I did could have only been directed through God. And so John 15 and verse 12 became easier and easier for me to grasp the concept that God who loves me with all my flaws and he continues to be gracious towards me, I can in turn love others with the same measure of love, exercising that same grace God lavishes on me. So for me, goodness is attainable. Do good, my mother would say, and good will follow you. But even if goodness is not reciprocated, and as difficult as it could be to continue giving and giving of yourself, I try to keep reminding myself that I am just doing what John 15 and verse 12 encourages to me to do. So in, sometimes I lose it, but sometimes John 15 and verse 12, I have to read it over and over and over because my only desire is that I please God and he will work the rest out. With goodness, perseverance is doing good. Perseverance brings peace, joy, humility, self-control. And I've listed a few scriptures that would back this up. Ephesians 4, verse 2 and 32, reminds us to do what we do from a place of humility. It reminds us to be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Ephesians 4 and verse 6 and 7 continues the encouragement to rejoice. Do not be anxious about anything. And I at times get anxious. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Dependence on God that I have come to that place in my life requires putting oneself, putting myself under his full control and with humility seeking for his will. As I said before, Ephesians 4 verse 2 and verse 32 reads thus. To be completely humble and gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love, being kind and compassionate, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgives us. But when I look back at goodness and doing good all the time, I used to call someone I know who did good all the time as far as I can remember, that's my mom, I thought she was weak. 
Why is she doing this again? Why is she doing that? But I found out that gentleness is not weakness. I was privileged to raise by this gentle, to be raised by this gentle woman, but the strongest person that I know. She was strong because she displayed goodness as a matter of fact. She displayed goodness when she exercised self-control. Her name was Amy. Aunt Amy realized that it was a privilege to be used by God, to serve as unto God. Her favorite scripture verse, or one of them, because she knew the Bible backwards and forward, was 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. And her, at the time, her version was the King James Version. For God has given us, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Doing good requires the strength to remain focused yet humble. As God provided for my mother, he was her provider. She was ready and willing to assist others using any means, every means possible, every opportunity she get, she was showing kindness. She truly was a servant at heart. Hebrews 13 and verse 16 reminds us, do not forget to do good and to share with those in need. That was her mantra. She would give away her last penny, her last piece of banana, her very last. She would give it away. We were taught as children not to take the very last of anything because somebody might come by and need a glass of drink, a glass of something. Tell her when we are going to take the last before we took it. That was a thing that I was raised with. Do not take the last. Brother so-and-so might come. Sister so-and-so. And I thought this is something else. Precocious a little girl I was. And so my next question to you is, how do we develop goodness? and maintain it. To develop goodness and maintain it, we have to think of ways that we can first understand what is goodness, as I said before. Goodness is a product of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any external obstacle you might face. Any external obstacle that you might face, God is more powerful through his Holy Spirit. When we serve others, we are pleasing God. Goodness is generosity 
and kindness. Goodness is how we interact with others, how we treat others. We give others the benefit we want to develop goodness and maintain it. Goodness is having empathy, but also finding the courage to stand up for the principles of God. Doing goodness, you may be called upon to make very hard decisions, having to stand up in the face of opposition, having put to put others' interests above your own self-interest, seeking God in all situations and in all circumstances, allowing God's glory to shine through you. Be that example. And I thank God that we have a leader in Pastor Ava who leads by example. I get to say this this morning because I'm not privileged to say that at other times. No, don't say that, mommy. Don't say that. I get to say that she leads by example because I cannot be stopped at this time. I have the forum. Matthew 5 and verse 16 says, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Glorifying God can be done through acts of kindness towards others. When we do simple acts of kindness for others, they to glorify God. When you smile at someone, you know it can change the order of someone's day. You hold the elevator's door for someone trying to get in. They might be going to the 10th floor and you can start a conversation all the way up. You pay someone a compliment. You allow others to merge in traffic, put down on the stress. I was privileged to visit Kenya a few years ago now. And it was challenging, if not traumatic, driving on those streets without stoplights and stop signs. But what I took away from that, over everything I took away from Kenya, was the manner in which the drivers on the road cared for each other. They knew, and the only thing I can use to explain it is that they used eye contact. They knew when to pull back, even if it was their right of way, they would pull back and allow the other to go through without a stoplight, and without a stop sign. And I'm not saying that they may not have had um, accidents, but I was privileged not to see any. And we have stop lights and stop signs here, and there is not a day that I have not seen an accident. Why is it necessary to produce goodness? We want to model our lives after Christ, our lives after Christ. 
we want to live a God-focused, a God-centered life. We practice holiness through our speech, through our actions. First Peter 1 and verse 15 reminds us, be holy as I am holy. And in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, follow me as I follow Christ. It's necessary to produce goodness and to maintain it if we put away evil thoughts. We are able to rid ourselves of all malice, anger, and rage, as in Ephesians 4 and verse 31. Matthew 6 and verse 33 is to seek after God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. All things being what is according to God's goodwill and purpose for your life. I don't know what your all thing or my all thing would mean, but God knows. Seek after God's kingdom and his righteousness. Being a good ambassador for Christ, we will produce goodness and maintain it. And as ambassadors for Christ, we are able to disciple others and assist others in building up their spiritual life. Maintaining goodness, we can through, do through our Bible study. We study the word of God. Timothy 3 and verse 16 and 7 reminds us that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So because of that, I'm going to read for you what goodness is according to Galatians 5 and verse 22 and 23. And I'm reading from the New Life, New Living Translation. But the Holy Spirit produces the, this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness that I'm talking about today, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Goes on to tell us, against this, there is no law. This morning, I want to talk to us a little bit about some good people. Back to the art of doing good, down to a science. I would love to talk to us this morning about Esther. Esther was adopted and raised by a godly man, her cousin Mordecai. Esther found favor with God and man. Esther was bold, beautiful, determined. She loved God and the Jewish people. Incidentally, her Jewish name was Hadassah. That was associated with the myrtle tree that depicts peace, love, 
and prosperity. <laughs> Esther was noted for her faithful devotion to God and her sweet, docile nature. Sweet, docile nature. Esther called a fast, as we know, for three days. We know the story well in Esther 4. Esther decided that she was going into the king. She knew it was a dangerous act because going into the king uninvited, she said, if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. I am going anyway. Esther 4 and verse 16. Esther 2 and verse 10 and 20. Esther was so humble that she kept her Jewish identity a secret even after she was crowned Queen Esther. Esther was determined to be obedient no matter the cost. Let us talk about another person who do, did good. We speak of the parable of the, 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 the good Samaritan that Jesus spoke about in Luke 10 and verse 25 to 37. The good Samaritan, as we read in, this, in Luke 10, 25 to 37, reveals the virtues such as compassion, mercy, generosity, hospitality, we help others selflessly. The Good Samaritan is nameless to this day, but he worked with devotion and dedication for the welfare of that person who could have been or should have been his enemy. In our country, the United States of America, where most of us live, the Good Samaritan Act was passed in Congress in 1975 and 76, allowing the medical professionals to practice outside of their, let's call it their sterile environment. They could assist someone on the plane. They could help a passerby if something was happening and they would not be prosecuted or taken for a ride sued as we see many times trying to do good can put you in absolute danger the good samaritan i believe was filled with the holy spirit that prompted him to do good even under dire straits we sometimes are critical of the families that we are born in We need to seek God and see if he has a plan for, that we ourselves can do that generations to come would bring him glory. But I would just want to caution you that goodness is not always pleasant. In Genesis 42 and verse uh, 42 to 45, 
Joseph was a 17-year-old boy when he was thrown into the pit. We often talk about the pit to the palace, but we rarely talk about the journey from the pit to the palace. As you know, this is a very, very popular story. Joseph was sold into slavery. He was falsely accused of attempted rape and was sent to prison for many years. But in God's timing, he met up with his brothers who sold him into slavery after 20 years. Even the cupbearer forgot about him when he was in jail. But Joseph harbored no bitterness towards his family. When I read this story in Genesis 43, 8 to 9, and Genesis 44, verse 33 and 34, I realized that Judah was in training. He was on the job, having been trained by God in God's timing, that he was the one who pleaded with his father, Jacob, to send Joseph to Egypt so that his brother would be set free. The brother who they cahoots to put him, to send him, sell him off in slavery. Judah was also um, instrumental in pleading with his brother Joseph now, although he did not know at the time that it was his brother, but pleaded for Benjamin to return to Canaan to his father, Jacob. That for me opened my eye to God's timing for our lives. And although goodness, God's goodness is not necessarily always pleasant, we think that God can use any situation for his glory. Joseph chose to accept God's big plan, the big plan of God for his life. I just want to talk to us a little bit this morning about God's goodness and mercy. God blesses us through every circumstances. God brings about change in spite and despite the situation. We will just, as it, a colloquial saying, sit down and sometimes the ride may not be enjoyable, but just ask God. He is sovereign and he does all things for his goodwill and purpose. Romans 8 and verse 28 in the New Living Translation says, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Even through the worst situations, as I said before, God is sovereign. He called Esther. He called Joseph. He did not call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. When my sister prayed this morning and she spoke about my call, I smiled to myself. I said, yes, God, thank you. Because there's a lot of work I know you still have to do. So yield, let us yield and trust and obey. 
obey God's true promises to us. There are so many promises in the Bible that God has made to us and we know he never lies. He is true to every word. Whatever you're going through, it is for your good. It is for my good. And I will encourage you this morning to bloom in whatever family you are planted. Esther's mother and father died. Mordecai raised her, God's plan. Joseph was sold by his own family. Think about it. Eleven brothers kept the secret for 20 years. Not one of them spoke about it after 20 years. So the families that we are in may not be the very best, but bloom where you're planted. God is in full control. So how can goodness be used to help others? I would ask you. We mentor someone, find someone to mentor. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Build up one another by praying and complaining less. Be kind, be compassionate and forgiving. Let us use goodness to help others by inspiring someone with our behavior, not by our words. Deuteronomy 27 and verse 10 reminds us to be obedient to that still small voice and submit completely to the Holy Spirit. Submit completely to the Holy Spirit because we know that is our guide. Submit. It is further necessary to produce goodness as a character because doing good, we attract others to us. We say we have a magnetic personality and magnetic personalities do good together to build God's kingdom. The furtherance of God's kingdom requires synergistic qualities coming together for the glory of God. As a character, you would be required to be honest. Your reputation is at stake because openly, God is looking and so are others. Be a stick it in good times. Stick to it in good times and in bad times. It is self-sacrificial. As a character, it is good. It is beneficial for the glory of God. We would exercise self-control as a character when we have to make very hard decisions, as I said before. We are accountable. We should be dependable. And our integrity as one who lead should be a good follower. A good leader must first 
be exercising good follow, following qualities. Ask Joshua, he will tell you. Read Josh, the book of Joshua. You will see what a good leader Joshua became after he was taught to follow after Moses. But I would just want to, to, to talk to you this morning about a man I read about. His name is Ekna S. Warren. He was born in 1910 and died in 1999. He was the author of a book called The Original Goodness. It reminds us that we do not have to figure out how to make ourselves good. All we need is to remove what covers the good that is in there. The spark that burns in you, the spark that burns in me is lit by the fires of heaven. And that is on page 12 of his book. The book Original Goodness states that originals, before original sin, there was original goodness, original innocence. That is our real nature. That is how God intended it. Uncover the areas that are in our life. Uncover the things through the guidance of the Holy Spirit when we yield ourselves. Our original nature will come forth. And I'm not saying that it won't be a struggle. It is going to be a struggle because the flesh and the spirit cannot coexist at the same time. And so it means, therefore, that the spiritual resources that everyone need, love, caring, compassion, humility, hope, freedom from fear are all yours. We have to practice and keep those resources fully engaged. How do we do this? Repeatedly, regularly, and routinely. So this morning, it is my privilege to get to talk to you, as I said before. And for those of us who might hear this message, and if there's anyone in this platform who has not acknowledged Jesus as Lord, it is my wish, it is my hope that you would call us here at New Life Horizon Church. Our phone number is 469-333-0397. We have two forums on a Sunday like we are now, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we meet for our corporate fellowship weekly. 11 p.m. Eastern, sorry, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we meet again corporately on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on this very platform. The ID for the meeting is 584. 033-6193. And the password is NLH Prayer 
all capitals. N-L-H-P-R-A-Y-E-R. This morning, it was my privilege. I have to thank Pastor Ava for being bold, bold in asking me to do this topic. I thank her because for more than one reason, it got me thinking. It got me to look at myself and see and saw how lacking I was. But like Esther, I am determined to do better. So thank you, Pastor Ava, for allowing me this privilege. It is indeed a privilege. Thank you all for listening. I know you could have done, you could have been otherwise minded this morning. You could have chosen to worship other places, but you chose to wor worship with us at here at New Life Horizon Church. And it is my privilege that you gave me the time to speak to you. So God bless you.